Hey, everyone in. Let's go. Huddle up on three. One, two, three. Huddle, Huddle up. up. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. And Chris Davis takes it to the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the missed field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. Oh, my God. Auburn wins. This could be a sentence that a month ago would sound incomprehensible. From 31 yards, McPherson and Cincinnati is heading to the Super Bowl. He called it again, I'm sure. He walked up and he goes, can you believe, coach? We're going to the Super Bowl. And now, welcome everyone to the Huddle Up Podcast. You are looking live. Hello, everyone. Welcome in Huddle Up Podcast. We are live, and uh, we are back this week. Again, no show last week. We appreciate uh, the student of the game hosting us on the simulcast over there as uh, we took Pro Bowl week off. Not everybody gets to play in the Pro Bowl, right? So we figure we might as well take the week off, but we're back. A little little different cast of characters. I'll explain that here in just a second, but uh, make sure you are... Subscribe to us on all podcast platforms and YouTube as well. Uh, you get our merchandise over at tpublic.com. And uh, make sure where uh, wherever you subscribe to us, you uh, share it with somebody you think might enjoy the show as well. We certainly would uh, appreciate that. Continue to spread the word of the show. Devin joining in with us, and he, uh, and he welcomes uh, Big Mac to the show yeah so if you're uh, if you're with us in the live video you will see there is uh there is no Ernest, there is no kyle matt is with us um Ernest uh taking some time away from the podcasting game uh has some uh, health things he's got to get in check so we certainly do uh wish him the best we'll be back to dunking on him whenever uh he is able we certainly will miss that tonight uh and kyle is out in arizona covering uh covering the big game so um we uh we hope to have him jump in here at some point not sure if he's going to be able to uh but uh we hope he is having a great week out there so uh matt how you doing my friend getting ready for the big weekend doing well getting excited for it looking forward to to what's ahead this weekend i think it'll be a good game i'm excited for all the matchups that we have here watch the uh the opening night shenanigans yesterday saw the interviews looks like everyone's kind of laser focused so i'm excited to see what uh what sirianni has in store for the chiefs on sunday yeah should definitely be a good one we will certainly talk about that here in just a second and uh the host of the five for fighting on the uh, huddle up podcast feed uh mike bernier joining us i know you've been with us a time or two uh on the weekly show but how you doing this week my friend uh we're good um was going to ask you, but forgot to before we went live. Uh, did you put up the All-Star Game festivities from 
Son of a bitch. Yeah, I will do that. Let me leave a note. Yeah, there it is. Because uh, I was looking and I was like, I don't see the show. I wonder if he put it up. And I was going to text you today and then things got crazy, but we're good over here. Um, I wish uh, I wish I was able to wear this shirt because I was playing against Matt this week. But unfortunately, uh, that did not go our way. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully the future... Uh, Looks good for the boys in orange and black, but we're here. We're going to talk about uh, Eagle Chefs, so uh, should be a good one. Yeah, we will get to uh, we will get to the big game festivities uh, here in a little bit. Um, if you are following along with us live, uh, please uh, give uh, give a like and a share. Get more people in here. Feel free to uh, comment on the show, and we will try. Uh, our best to uh, to answer any any questions. I know uh, on Twitter today, Joe uh, ta- asked uh, for us to cover some prop bets. Uh, Joe, we will certainly be doing that. Uh, so uh, I have a big list that we will uh, be going over here in just a little bit. But uh, before we get to uh, this uh, this weekend's game, um, last week uh, Tom Brady made a. Uh, Made a little selfie video on the beach in in Florida, announcing that he is once again retired. Um, so certainly, uh, we can't. I don't. I don't think it would be proper to go go through this week without uh, mentioning it. Uh, the retirement of Tom Brady. Um, I know I touched on it a little bit in in my five observations this week, but um, to me, guys, this this really this seems a bit different than last year. I know last year you had all the weirdness with the Schefter tweet that came out and then he um kind of made it sound like it wasn't legit and then retired like a couple hours later and did the big huge announcement and then what six days later was like you know what I don't think I'm ready to be done playing football yet and um came back for this season but but I this the whole year felt weird it didn't feel like a a typical uh Tom Brady season that that, that we've come to know and um yeah, I mean, I, I certainly feel like he is he is done for sure, and uh, we'll be heading to the broadcast booth in twenty twenty four. But, um, you know, certainly we can we can the debate can be uh, is he the greatest ever? But but certainly I think the the best of his generation, and and I don't know I don't know if there's ever going to be a career like Tom Brady's again. Probably not. Um, it seems funny that he played one more sad year just to kind of spite Adam Schefter, who ruined his retirement speech the last time around. But I'm glad he finally got his moment. I'm also glad, Jim, you used that picture that's on the screen uh, and not the thirst trap that he tweeted out. Oh, my uh, God. Today, despite EJ probably enjoying Whew. that and bookmarking that tweet. Um, it's actually what threw his shoulder out. Is, is... <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, I think that, that it's, it was time. Uh, I think that Brady had kind of accomplished everything he probably could. He's set records that probably won't be matched or beat. Um, you know, you can't argue with the, the results of the seasons that he had. And, and it's unfortunate that they went out the way they did. Cause I think that Tom Brady this season was kind of just a shell of himself and, um, you know, last season, you kind of saw the writing on the wall. Uh, he still, you know, had that playoff win under his belt against the Eagles and then, you know, went out and, and got the loss the next week. And I think that would have been a fine passing of the torch as opposed to, to what we saw. I know you liked it, Jim, but, um, you know, the way he went out this year, I think, is probably not the way he envisioned it. Um, but that's kind of 
what happens sometimes when you give it one more go. Yeah, I mean we've we've seen we've seen careers from a lot of, of a lot of players, but but especially at the quarterback position, um, at times go a, a year or two longer than than they should have. Um, I mean the the Cowboys finally getting their their one and only win versus Tom Brady, uh, you know there at the end, but um, yeah, certainly certainly was not uh, was not the same. Mike, thoughts on uh, Brady's retirement? Um, obviously. Uh... Tom or Thomas Edward Patrick uh, Petty Brady <laughs> instead of Bieber Brady because, you know, he decided to be petty to Adam Schefter. Um, only year, I believe, that he has a losing record is the last one that he ever plays in. Um, I can't necessarily say that that's on him as much as it is on the lack of a run game. Um, Leonard Fournette was non-existent uh, at points in this season. I don't even know if he was on the roster, it felt like. Um but it was also one of those things, um, obviously lost a little bit of the the distance on his passes, which kind of made Evans and Godwin not as explosive and not having a tight end that he trusts for the first time in his career because of no Rob Gronkowski or gone forever Aaron Hernandez. Um, he at least trusted Aaron. He was one of the one guy, he was like the one guy that actually trusted Aaron because he wasn't afraid of being killed at the same time. Um <laughs> But literally, he doesn't have a, he, like it, he finally got a rhythm with Kate Otten, and then you know, obviously, the season ends. Obviously, like Matt said, not the way that he was hoping that it would go, especially as a final swan song. Um, I also look at it from the standpoint now. Um, I necessarily don't know that if he was ready to really retire last year. I feel like that was a Giselle call, and he was trying to do what was best for her. And the kids and stuff like that and then you know little by little it started that me being retired isn't going to help the situation the situation is only going to end the same way regardless so let me cope with this decision the only way that i know how which is playing something that he's basically doing his entire life um and almost felt like it was a defense mechanism for for tom so um honestly the greatest quarterback i got to see play live uh, i obviously wasn't alive or I was a infant when Joe Montana was doing his thing. Um, so I would say it's Brady and Manning for me at the, the era that I'm alive and re will remember as the first real era of football that I watched on a weekly basis. So um, sad to see him go out the way that he did, um, but thankful to see the career that he had. Um, will enjoy listening to him as much as I enjoy listening to other people in the commentary booth because you know he can't be worse than some of the other guys we got so <laughs> yeah i mean uh, he, he can't be any worse than uh, dennis miller or jason witten so um no. the, we, we can certainly look forward to that um like you said he will not he will not be taking that spot um next season he'll have the year off and uh, and and look forward to that in uh, 2024 um yeah and that's the, and that's the thing is is you know to, to just kind of echo everything that's been said devin here in the comments uh, adds to it as well. Just not not what we've known Tom Brady to be, and even in even in I I noticed like in in some of like the post game interviews or in press conferences and things like that. Like he just he didn't have the same personality. He didn't have the, 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 the he was not the same person this year. And obviously with with everything going on in his personal life, you can you can certainly understand that. Um, and, and I think there was a, there's a lot of people who are incorrectly stating that, uh, had, had the 
had he stayed retired, he'd probably still be married. Um, look, obviously, I, I don't I don't know either of them personally, um, but I highly doubt that this one decision uh, for him to return to the game of football for one more year um, was uh, maybe it was the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, but it was certainly not, didn't help. Certainly didn't help for sure. But like, I, camel, I think a lot, that camel had a lot of weight on it before he even yeah, decided yeah, to go I, back to Tampa. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I think saying that they would absolutely still be married uh, had he uh, had he not returned to football uh, may not be a hundred percent accurate. But um, certainly uh, wish him. Uh, you know, hopefully. With uh, with with him and his family and and, and everybody um, that that he can uh, find peace away from the game uh, at least for this year, and then he'll be back in the uh, in the broadcast booth. But uh, yeah, I mean, certainly a uh, one of a kind career that we will uh, likely never um, see again, or at least for a very long time. Uh, the only other thing before we get to the big game uh, this past weekend was uh, the new the first of the new uh, Pro Bowl. Uh, festivities, the Pro Bowl games, capped off with the uh, the flag football game on Sunday. Um, I, I caught some of this. I don't know how much you guys were able to uh, to catch, but I mean, this is the first time I've watched any bit of the Pro Bowl in a number of years. So at least for the first year, the NFL did its job. They got me to tune in, um, and I actually kind of like this. Like I've always been a fan of the home run derby and like that kind of stuff around the, the MLB all-star game, the NHL skills competition, the, the three point, the foul shooting contest, all of that with NBA. Like, I don't, I don't like all-star games. Like they're, they're, they're pointless. Um, I actually thought the, the flag football game was, was kind of fun. Um, and, and, and a little bit different. I mean, you know, you, everybody can joke that normally the pro bowl was like a flag football game. So at least here it was, being literal um don't don't tell that to sean taylor well ooh, yeah r.i.p <laughs> but my god that was that was the greatest moment in pro bowl history um but yeah i i, I thought it was a, a fun weekend and the way i kind of assess these things because i know a lot of a lot of sports fans regardless of what what sport it is um don't always like these sort of events but i look at the players they look like they were having fun so to me that that's the most important thing that counts um Everyone except Josh Jacobs, I believe. He wasn't a huge fan of the event. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I don't know about it. any any thoughts you guys had. I missed it on Thursday. Um, I forgot it was on Thursday. So um, <laughs> I, I didn't see it until they re-aired some of the skill stuff then on Sunday before the, the flag football kicked off. Uh, but But I enjoyed it. I've always been one to more watch the skills competition and not watch the games at all for MLB, NBA, and NHL. Um, so if they can make it more like a skills game type environment for the entirety of it, then I'll probably be more likely to watch it in its entirety. Um, so I thought some of the stuff was kind of pointless. Uh, you know, I could do without the, the tug of war thing. Um, I could do without uh, some of the uh, like the punt fielding, the the tic tac toe thing. But yeah, I don't. I don't I mean, need to I, see I, Zach Martin fielding punts. 
I think it, it, you know, for what it was and, and the experiment that they did, it's it's hopefully just them kind of narrowing down what they want to do with that. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that, you know, as we continue to go on, they'll, they'll get to where they need to be. I, I agree. I think the revitalization of the Pro Bowl was needed. Kind of feel like it's the same thing with the National Hockey League whenever they went from the five on five to the three on three, you know, with the the divisions the uh, the divisions playing against uh, as as a team against each other, I felt like that was a, a big rejuvenation to the NHL All Star game. It made it watchable because it looked like the guys were having a lot more fun with it. Um, so I feel like the same thing here. The players seem to have a lot more fun. The fans seem to have a lot more fun. Um, and in a, in in a game where we're basically trying to kill each other for 18, 17 weeks out of the year, you had the playoffs in an extra three weeks. It's fun to see those guys have a down moment and have some fun. Um, you know, remember the fact that they're human and stuff like that. So thought it was a fun concept. Hope it continues. I agree with Matt. Some things got to go tug of war, uh, offensive lineman trying to field punts. I, like I'm good on that situation. Um, you know, Tyler give me Hunt- more of the catch though. I'm, I'm yes. fine with that. You know, give me more than just two people Correct. that are doing the, the most incredible catch or whatever they wanted to call it. Also a big fan of uh, Tyler Hundley throwing for like eight touchdowns for the AFC. <laughs> and also Derek Carr trolling the absolute hell out of the Oakland Raiders. Oh, excuse me, Las Vegas Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders of Oakland fans? Yes. Yeah, no, I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that. Um, but yeah, I think we'll see some adjustment on some events and, and it'll kind of uh, – They'll kind of figure it out, I think, over the over the next year or so. But this was certainly a step in the right direction. It looked like the fans were having a blast. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be in Vegas every year, if they're going to bounce it around. So that'll be something to watch, too. Um, would like to see it bounce around because then, you know, a lot of fans get to enjoy it. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I did think it was uh, it was pretty, uh, pretty much an enjoyable event. And um, and they will and, and you know, we'll see how it uh how it adjusts for uh, for uh, next season and beyond, but uh, yeah, let's let's get into it, guys. This Sunday, uh, six thirty Eastern Time kickoff. It is Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Uh, the Eagles, the uh, number one seed in the NFC, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, the number one seed in the AFC. We will uh, kind of discuss some of these some storylines around the game and and all of that before we give our official predictions. Um, but uh, currently, and this is currently, so if you are uh, a, a degenerate type and will be putting uh, putting some money on uh, on the game itself, currently it sits the Eagles as a one and a half point favorite. Uh, Fifty one is your over under uh, for this one. But uh, we'll kind of look at it from from each side, um, and let's let's start with this, guys. And 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 Matt, I'll start with uh, you, Mike. Then I'll go to you. Um, the Chiefs will win if blank, Matt. What do you think for the Chiefs to win? What do they have to do? For the Chiefs to win, I think they need the the passing game to really show up. Um, you know, I think that a lot of this is going to hinge upon how healthy Patrick Mahomes is, what that ankle looks like, um, his mobility and escapability just because of the, the defensive line and the pass rushers that the Eagles have. So I think that he's going to be needing quick releases. I think they'll need to attack on the screen game. And I think if they can do that uh, and then open up some things vertically as well, then the the Chiefs would have a a good chance of winning that game. How about you, Mike? The Chiefs win if what? 
The Chiefs win if they force Lane Thomas to have to line up one-on-one against Chris Jones. Lane Johnson coming off the injury did look good in the game, the uh, the NFC title game, but also that game was kind of gift-wrapped early with the injury to, to Brock Purdy and then Josh Johnson's concussion, leaving them really with no quarterback option. Not that yeah. I think they would have won that game regardless. Let's be very clear yeah, about let's, that. Yeah, we'll be fair um, on that. But I, I do believe that the pass rush, and even Carlos Dunlap, they have to make the Eagles, and this is something where, listening to, to NFL radio, they brought this point up earlier today. Um, not a lot of runs in that game, the NFC title game, were to Lane Johnson's side. A lot of it was running the other direction or running towards the middle. Uh, if you have to force them to start running that way, you have to take advantage of those situations. Um, I know Nick Sirianni probably isn't going to rush the ball a lot to Lane Johnson's side because of the injury. Um, so you have to attack that um, in the decision that they decide to run it to that side. You have to attack. You got to get your best pass rusher uh, in that matchup as one-on-one as much as possible. And you have to win that battle then. Um, obviously Lane Johnson, all pro definitely think he's a great offensive lineman, but a great offensive lineman at, 70% is still an offensive lineman at 70% going up against a top flight pass rusher. Um, so I would say if you're Kansas city, your pass rush has to be on no matter who you are. But if you get that lane Johnson side, you can get one-on-ones with, with Jones. I think you have to take advantage of those. Yeah. I'm kind of right there with you, Mike is uh, look Mahomes and the chiefs offense are going to do um, what they do. The Eagles have a, have a really good defense. We've seen that all throughout this season. Um, but every every team that has a good or great defense will fall victim to Patrick Mahomes and Travis McKe- uh, Travis Kelsey and company at some point in the game. Um, yes, Mike. <laughs> oh, you. Oh, you're saying that? Yeah, you guys. Um, but yeah. So I, I think the disruption of the the line of scrimmage and in, in the pocket um, test. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles' weapons. Like we we know this offense is really really good. Um, I think this is this is certainly going to be you know one of the biggest challenges they faced all season. So disrupt them and and make don't let that offense get comfortable. I think that's the that's the biggest key uh, for the Chiefs in this game is to just never let the Eagles' offense get comfortable because if they do, um, the Chiefs are going to be in big trouble. We've seen we've seen it happen to a lot of teams. All season, so um, you know, I think that's the key. Uh, that is the key there. Um, same question, Matt, but the other side. Uh, the Eagles will win if what? For the Eagles to win, I think it, it all depends on the line of scrimmage. If that offensive line can dominate the way they have against uh, you know other pass rushes and, and run stopping teams uh, these past two weeks or three weeks, um, I, I think that you'll see. The time of possession controlled, you know, keeping the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands as much as possible is ideal. Um, so I, I think if that offensive line can dominate, if the run game can get going the way we've seen it get going in weeks past, then, then the Eagles can chew up clock and, and take a lead and, and stick with it. Yeah, Mike, same thing. Eagles will win if what? They win the turnover battle. Force mistakes. Um, you obviously know Patrick's going to get the ball out of his hands fast he's not going to sit back there did it against Cincinnati uh got it out of his hand as fast as possible didn't let Cincinnati really get into the backfield until late in the second half um you know you saw him scramble that one time to the left and he kind of grimaced whenever he tried to throw it 
Um, so you got to win the turnover battle. You got to you got to make somebody make a mistake. It, will it be Patrick Levon Mahomes? Probably not. But getting a fumble from a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster, getting a, a a free ball from a Ronald Jones, and scoring points off of those turnovers, um, it's going to be a key here. Um, and I feel like Nick Sirianni is kind of this guy um, blueprint the way that the the Bengals played in the first half. I hated the fact that Zach Taylor mismanaged the clock as bad as he did. And we had to settle for three. If you get the ball in the red zone, you got to take shots at the end zone against this team because threes are not going to get you the win. So if they're going to turn the ball over and give you a short field, make it pay as much as possible. Yeah, I think, um, I think the Eagles win if their front four, their front seven um, can do the thing they've been doing all season. Um, we know how good Patrick Mahomes is. We know how good Travis Kelsey is. We know how, um, how this offense can score, um, if they are given the time to do it. But we've also seen at times this year where the chiefs have not been what we have come to known the, um, the, this chiefs team over the last couple of years to be, there's been times where they haven't looked as dominant. Um, and, and not even necessarily against the, you know, the bills and the Bengals and stuff like that. I mean, this team struggled against what Houston and Indy at, at, at points this year. So, um, certainly if you're the Eagles and you're, you're preparing for this game, you're, you're watching, you're watching what happened in those games to see, you know, what were the trigger points, um, to, you know, to, to cause those disruptions and, and to, and to get the, the, the chiefs to, um, you know, get, get off their game. And I, I think that, that that's, that's going to be the battle and, and yeah, the, this, you know, we, we've, we've seen them do it against San Francisco. I mean, look, you can, you can talk about backup quarterbacks and third string quarterbacks and four string quarterbacks all you want. But nobody else in the league got to them and disrupted them the way that the Eagles did. Um, so e even injury aside, the Eagles did things against the 49ers that, that other teams hadn't done. So I think that's that's going to be you know probably the biggest key uh, for the Eagles is, uh, is is getting that disruption of the uh, of the Chiefs. Um, all right, Matt, the biggest concern for the Chiefs in this game is what? It has to be that ankle. Um, you know, I think that, you know, Mike, like Mike had alluded to, you, you saw him grimace when he was forced out of the pocket, uh, you know, it, it, and that's one of those injuries that doesn't just heal in, as quickly as it, you know, they would have liked it to. And he was playing the next week. So he didn't really have that recovery time that he probably should have had. So to play on it a week later, even then giving you a week off to rest it almost two weeks still doesn't really give it enough time to, to be fully healed. And it's not like Patrick Mahomes is one of these quarterbacks that, you know, is going to rush the ball as, as often as Jalen Hurts is, but he still relies on his escapability, extending the, the play, letting his receivers, letting Travis Kelsey get open down the field so he can make that move. So if he doesn't have that ability to make the guys miss, to, to scramble around in the backfield to give his receivers some time, then it could be a long day for the Chiefs. Yeah, I want to go back. Uh, Devin did comment on the Eagles will win if they force uh, Mahomes to make mistakes. Absolutely, you know, because he's going to try to make plays, 
Um, and if you can make him to make mistakes while he's trying to make those plays, um, that can certainly uh, go in your favor uh, as well. Mike, the biggest concern for the Chiefs is what? Well, I mean, I'd be stupid if I didn't say it was the ankle, but because <laughs> Matt's already gone into length about it. Um, I'll go in a different route here, and it's going to be, what are you going to get from the ground game? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire reactivated uh, earlier this week, should play in some type of form in this game. Isaiah Pacheco has kind of been a hit or miss piece for them. One week he looks really good. The next week Ronald Jones looks like the better running back there. Um, so Andy Reid's got to make a decision here. It's who's going to be the primary ball carrier um, and stay with that decision. Um I feel like they're not built to be a three-headed monster, kind of like the Philadelphia Eagles are with with Gainwell and Boston Scott and Miles Sanders. I feel like those guys fit the three-headed uh, monster running back persona a lot better than Pacheco, Jones, and Edwards Hilaire. So uh, my concern is going to be, does he try to get too cute with the running back position, um, trying to keep interchanging people for blocking or to get extras so that, uh, Patrick has someone to get the ball too quickly in case something happens. Yeah, to me, um, and 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 I've kind of touched on this um, throughout the year. Not that I ever want to be somebody that's defending the Philadelphia Eagles, so I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be misconstrued as that. But in the interest of being fair, um, I, I've talked all year how yeah, I've had I've had the Eagles at or near the top. Uh, of of my power rankings, and I've defended the fact that you know they don't they don't get to pick their schedule um, and, and all of that. Like that's been the biggest gripe about the Eagles. Oh, they've walked into this, and the the biggest concern for the Chiefs is that the Eagles are actually as good as they've looked all season. I mean, certainly it's it's the ankle. You know, I think that's that's the number one concern. But to try and look at it from a different different point of view. Is is that's got to be the biggest concern for the Chiefs? If what if the Philadelphia Eagles are actually as good, um, or maybe better than than they've looked all year? Because maybe maybe we don't know. Um, maybe we don't know if they are truly the number one team uh, in the NFC, or if they're just beneficiary of a a a a bad or um, worse than predicted NFC conference. But if the Eagles are that good, um, then they're going to cause a lot of problems to this Kansas City team. Um, and and it, we're going to have a very close game, as the odds are telling us right now it will be. Um, but yeah, I think I, the, to me that has to be the number one concern uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Matt, the biggest concern for the Eagles is what? I mean, similar to to the concern for the Chiefs is the the health of your quarterback. You know, we we saw Jalen go down with the the shoulder injury against the Bears. Um, he's been back since he's played every week, but he hasn't really been asked to do a whole lot. He's made throws when he's had to, but he hasn't had to make a lot of them these last two games against the Niners and against the the Giants. It both were just kind of situations where they were more managing the clock than than trying to to make him you know, throw the ball as much as he did. So I know that the stat lines for those two games don't look the best for Jalen. And it's mainly because they didn't have to look that great because his team was in control the whole time. So not so much the injury itself, but now that, you know, there, there is every opportunity and expectation on my end that, that we're going to have to see the Eagles put up points 
and match what Kansas City is doing. And if we get into a shootout, is Jalen ready for that? Because he hasn't really been tasked with a shootout type of situation all season. Most of the times where they scored a lot of points, they won big already. And, and in games where he had a lot of throwing yards or games that they were more defensive battles than anything else. So is his shoulder ready to take on that load? Great points. Great points. Mike, the Eagles' biggest concern is what? Tackling. Okay. Don't let guys like Travis Kelsey and Juju Smith-Schuster get the extra yards. They've proven that to be the deadly thing the last three, the last two weeks of the of the playoffs. Travis Kelsey catching a ball three yards behind the line of scrimmage and gaining eight yards. You know, turning a negative three into a net of plus eleven because of it. You got to tackle those guys when they give you the opportunity. Um, again, Cincinnati didn't do that. Gave Kelsey and Juju and Nicole Hardman, you know, extra yards almost every time they caught the ball. Um, so, as sure tackling as you think your team is, tackling is something that's going to have to be crisp in this game, especially because I do expect them to get the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hand as fast as possible like they did in the Cincinnati game. So the less amount of extra free yards you give them mean he has to stand in that pocket longer, which gives you a chance to get to him. Yeah, good points. And uh, doing a little drop in here, a face we haven't seen on the show in quite a while, but my brother Sean uh, joining us from the uh, the uh, the state of Florida. Sean, welcome in. How you doing? You guys got me? Yeah. All right, good. I didn't know if my mic was – I don't know what – color light is mute and <laughs> it's flashing sometimes and sometimes it's not but i guess we're all uh but yeah things are going uh things are going well uh it was a beautiful day down here um i guess uh i know you guys probably already touched on tv 12 but it's a great day to be retired in tampa bay i guess i i i can only i can only imagine and I'm, unfortunately I'm... i am not but, uh, <laughs> um and uh and i don't know how the uh the 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 beach sand selling business i saw some people were trying to cash in on that trying to sell some of the sand from the beach that brady retired from but yeah you know um i i live down here i get you some i i i can't verify he walked on it but uh <laughs> it was in the water that tom lives on so uh down i get you some tampa bay water there you go. Sure it's uh, technically washed up at tom's house i'll uh i'll, I'll pass on that but uh Sean, we were just talking a um, couple of the storylines and, and kind of these undercard stories going into uh, the game, and we were on the biggest concern. Um, were we on the biggest concern for the Eagles, right? Yeah, the Eagles' biggest yes. concern is what, Sean? Well, I mean, I think the the Eagles' biggest concern, at least uh, for me, is, um, I mean, the week off. I, I think, um, you know, you, you got hot at the right time at the end of the, 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 the season, um, you got through one bye week, uh, that, that went well enough. Everybody got healthy, but now I think for the most part, the injuries, uh, had, um, kind of worked themselves out of the system, uh, but they hadn't for the chiefs. Uh, and now you have a, a situation where, where the chiefs are able to get healthier. Uh, you know, not that you want to necessarily beat a team because they weren't healthy, uh, even though that's what everybody thinks we did last week. Uh, but I, um, I feel like that week off, I just hope it doesn't take any, you know, any wind out of the sails, uh, you know, in that case. But I don't, 
I don't know beyond that that there's a lot of concern for me uh, as far as a big issue for the for the Eagles. The only the only real concern would be if you if you if you struggle to get the run game off the ground early, or if Sirianni decides like he did in a few games this year, um, where he you know should have come out and attacked a weak run defense uh, and decided to come out somewhat creatively passing the ball you know, 75 to 80 percent of the time, if, if whether it's play calling or, or just, you know, lack of effectiveness, if the run game doesn't get going early, I think it, it becomes a bit of a problem for them, because uh, I think that's what you want to do uh, to the Kansas City Chiefs is exactly what you did to the 49ers. Yeah, I, th- I think the big concern if, if you're Philadelphia is either the Chiefs experience in this game or the Eagles lack thereof becomes becomes the, like the, the weight of the moment. Um, can can be too large for them. Um, that you know there are there are a few guys on the team that were there five years ago. Um, but you know one of the big storylines, not even just this week, but but over the the entire postseason and this season, was that you know this this Eagles team is almost unrecognizable from what they were five years ago. They they it, it has completely changed. Uh, and and. So is is this moment going to be too big for them, or is the Chiefs their experience? They've been here. This is almost old hat to the Chiefs. This is just another Sunday uh, for the, for the Chiefs. That that maybe that. I mean, could... this for the Chiefs is pretty much why they were playing all year. Like this, yeah. this is where they were. This was where they ultimately, in their mind, were going to be. Yeah, and and you know, so for the Eagles, they you know they're kind of playing with house money a bit. But if if the if it if 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 things start getting tense, you know, can they can they um can they rise above the moment? I think that's going to be maybe the biggest concern uh that that, that they have um but uh it, it's going to be wild to watch. Uh, a couple things just um looking towards the 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 post game, the aftermath if um and then we will get to our uh, official predictions and then we'll get to some of the uh the prop bets. Um but I I I've if the if Kansas City wins, like what is what does that mean for for Andy? Re- my mind. <laughs> uh, what does that mean for for Andy Reid all time? I mean, you know, obviously all this all, all that he did with with Philly, but now this would be multiple Super Bowls in Kansas City. Like, does that do you? Does he start to be and or maybe he already is to you? Um, but but does that start to get him in the conversation of? you know, one of the, one of the best coaches of all time, Matt, we'll start with you. I think he's probably already in that conversation, given the the success he had with, with Philadelphia, uh, you know, the amount of championship games he took the Eagles to the amount of championships games he's taken the chiefs to and, and getting over that hurdle, winning that Super Bowl. you know, there's not a lot of coaches within history that have you know, multiple Super Bowl wins beyond, you know, your Belichick's and, and whatnot. So to have one and then measured with the success of getting to the Super Bowl beyond that a few times, even if you're coming up short, as well as, um, you know, all the all the success you've had in, with two different franchises, I think he's already kind of cemented that. But if there is the, the win this Sunday, I think that that just kind of further builds the case, adds his resume in terms of why he is one of the, the all-time greats. How about you, Mike? What do you think? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with Matt. I feel like he's already there. If you're not, if you don't have him in that conversation, the only thing you care about is Super Bowls, because I mean that's the only real negative that he has is his inability to get out of the NFC title game when he was in Philadelphia. Um, that's really the only blemish. I know the Super Bowl loss uh, after To's broken leg and stuff like that. You know, that's things that people forget. 
you know, you lose your number one wide receiver is basically playing on a broken leg. Um, so it's one of those things where I feel like he's already should be in the conversation. And if you don't have him in the conversation, feel free to come on here and let's, let's figure out why you don't have him in the conversation because it takes a lot for a guy to be as successful as he is. Um, mind you, Bengal fan. I sat through mediocrity with Marvin Lewis for years and they, they wouldn't fire him. Bastard. They wouldn't <laughs> fire him. They kept you giving him contract extensions. <laughs> like, It'd be one thing if they were like, hey, buddy, your contract's up. We're just not going to redo it. They're like, no, Pierce, three more years. Yeah. You know, you I know what? Just keep for, coming back. We like what you're doing killed, here. I would have killed for a coach like Andy Reid. And, and if, unless I was saying, if, if if all you're focusing on here is Super Bowls, obviously Bill Belichick is is the guy just from, from, from what he was able to do and the Super Bowls that he, that he won. Sure, I get it. But if Andy Reid isn't in the conversation – Got a bigger problem here with the way that you're examining you, your coach. I think you're having scale. the wrong conversation. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think he's already there, but I think a win kind of puts him there from a media perspective. I think okay. this is where he gets the respect from the Stephen A. Smiths of the world. Everybody wants that. Uh, Sean, your your thoughts on uh, Andy Reid's uh, legacy, if, he, if they can get the win this weekend. Well, I mean, I've been fighting on on the Andy Reid front since since before the move to Kansas City, and I mean, God, I can't get Marvin Lewis off my brain now. It was literally <laughs> sorry, <laughs> like it's literally like he was walking, like slapping the owners in the face, and just they were like, "Hey, we really like your attitude, buddy. Like, get a why don't you stick around?" You I don't know, know like, what do blackmail he had against. Like, them. Yes, yes, we can do better, and they're like, "I don't think we knew better." Um, <laughs> You have but, very big uh, like, balls of steel. Oh, I must, guy must have had something on on the GM. He had blackmail, something. Um, but uh, but Andy Reid, uh, you know, it it goes beyond just just where you guys were talking. I mean, Andy Reid was a guy that was on the fringe uh, of that conversation before he won a Super Bowl. Um, you know, people, you know, you mentioned the Super Bowl that he lost. Um, Keep in mind that's not a Super Bowl that he lost, uh, you know, with a bad wide receiver. It's a Super Bowl he lost by three points right. to the guy that you know we've already established is probably unquestionably the number one. Uh, you know, in in a game that going into that much uh, very unlike my feeling this year on the Philadelphia Eagles, that was a game where it was literally like Donovan and this team are going to need the game of their lives, and we're probably still going to need some help. And and um, and. I mean, to be honest, we didn't play a flawless game in that, and and the the, the script and, and what Andy was able to do with that offense uh, kept us in that game. But you know, it, it was it was one of those things when Andy made it against the 49ers a, a few years ago, and I was all aboard the big red train. I, I it was get him because it was always that like, well, yeah, I mean, he has you know the fifth most wins or whatever he was at at the time. Oh yeah, well, I mean, he did it with two teams and like. Yeah, the, he made the Eagles relevant uh, in a city that hadn't been relevant for a very long time. And and it was all these, yeah, butts, and it was a climb in this ladder. But, like, for some reason, without that Super Bowl ring, nobody would put him quite into the conversation. Nobody was sure if he was a first ballot Hall of Famer or a Hall of Famer at all, which I thought was ludicrous. Yeah, that's and, insane. Um, that ring got him there. But now you're looking at statistics that are starting to pile up. You're looking at things like, not only is he the first coach to go to the Super Bowl with two te- with teams in both conferences, but he's also the first coach to ever win 10 playoff games with two different franchises. Uh, you know, he's done it with a slew of quarterbacks. Uh, you're also looking at a, 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 a league full of uh, pass first offenses and use the passing game like a running game and, you know, get the quarterback creative moving the pocket around. These are all things that Andy Reid helped 
uh, kind of bring to the forefront in the NFL. He was in that first line of coaches that really started to get creative and go, you know, if we work within these rules, we can really kind of turn the passing game into a running game and really kind of revolutionize the way, you know, using a guy like Brian Westbrook in space and getting linemen moving around. And he's done it successfully with every year his coordinators are gone because it's always inventive and it's always exciting. And, you know, the, he's his coaching staff shifts every year and somehow he's always there, you know, despite overcoming family issues and, a, you know, a son who committed suicide. And there was a lot of reasons why he could have walked away at several times. Cities yeah. began to hate him. Uh, you know, obviously in Philadelphia, it wasn't so much hatred. It was just kind of like we felt bad for him. We felt bad for us. Well, and and everybody it, hits the wall. Every great and, coach hits the wall at some point. And there's all these negatives that, that he, there's a lot of points he could have walked away and said, you know what, I'm, I've am i made my money, I can go be home, I can go do my thing, and he didn't, and now he has an opportunity. Whether he wins this one or not, I, 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 I don't think there's any reason to keep him out of a conversation. He already has as many Super Bowls as Don Shula, uh, you know, and um, that's pretty much someone who's always been in that conversation. So, you know, but yeah, I mean, if he wins this one, now all of a sudden he goes from like one of the best to like, is he the best? You know, you start to question like, right? You know, you, you line him up against Belichick and you go, well, without the Super Bowls, is Belichick still a better coach? You know, and 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 um, and, and that just kind of changes that. All of a sudden, you go from being like, you know, one of the best NBA players of all time to being like, well, is it Kobe? Is it is it Kobe? Is it Kobe? Is it Michael? Is it LeBron? LeBron? You know, you become one of those kind of figures as far as NFL coaches go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think any 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 conversation that doesn't have Andy Reid uh, in it is 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 crazy. Well, and you already see it. One Super Bowl ring. He's he's in State Farm commercials. He's like, yeah. you know, he's kind of and he's always kind of been this jovial, laughing, you know, kind of fun guy to be around, or so it seemed. And like now, now the, the you know with with you know Pat Mahomes being such a household name, he kind of comes along for the ride, and and like the whole country kind of sees that now. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I think he. He's in that conversation. Uh, Ryan checks in. He says, "Did I miss the NASCAR talk?" Uh, that's you on tomorrow. That's on tomorrow's live show, Ryan. That's on tomorrow's live <laughs> show. Making yeah, just, a left turn. Log on, log on tomorrow. We'll let you in. Yeah, like Devin said, they turn left for a long time. There's some wrecks. Now you're caught up. Congratulations. There's the NASCAR <laughs> talk. Um, nine that's flags. I'm like an actual racing rating. fan too. I know, right? <laughs> that's the best part about that. Um, Real quick thoughts on this, because I, I know it's already been kind of a discussion. If the Chiefs win, d does that does that already put Mahomes in the top ten quarterbacks of all time? Not for me. I like all time. All time is a is a like it's a lot. That's a, it's that's a lot. A big two word phrase. All yeah. Time. Um. Yeah. He's he's arguably the greatest well one i mean he's one of the greatest quarterbacks this millennium for sure I think if you pulled i think if you randomly pulled like say a thousand football fans of various levels in various cities across the country i'm not sure if you tally the first place votes if he gets if he gets number one today it, it i think it's closer than I, I i don't even with another ring it depends because it, it, it's always that argument of like, is Dan Marino the greatest of all time? And right. then there's always that person that's like, well, Eli Manning has two rings. And then you're like, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. you know? And it's like, so I don't know. I think we're in a world now where the Super Bowl ring doesn't make the man as much. Like people are starting able to see, especially now where quarterbacks are on display. You know, you have, with your Josh Allens of the world and people are in love with Joe Burrow. And, you know, you kind of have these guys up. You know, he may not be there yet, obviously, but, um, 
I just I just don't know. I mean, he's going to be the face of the league, and he's probably the best. But I I just I just don't know. He strikes me as an Aaron Rodgers kind of character, where it's like, man, he makes throws no human being should be able to make. But when you really put him against other quarterbacks, pound for pound, is he that much better? I, I don't know if it's enough to put him in like an all time ten, maybe all time twenty five. Definitely, I'd start to hear like that 10. a little bit more. Ta- yeah, all time all time twenty five for sure. I think with with Super Bowl wins is is tough to really put on a quarterback. It's just their lone success. Um, obviously, this season's a little different just because he had Travis Kelsey and then a cast of characters around him. You know, he did more with less. I think this season, so that's probably why some of those conversations okay. are starting to to be had. Uh, you know, similar to. Uh, what McDab what McNabb did for so long. Um, you know, some of the seasons that Brady had so much success, it was Gronk and then, you know, a lot Danny of Amendola. wide receivers, right? <laughs> so uh, I think that that's probably why, where they're getting that. But a whole bunch me, of at, at this point it's <laughs> it's tough to say all time top ten for Patrick Mahomes, even if if they get the win. Um just because it would depend on what the the team did to get that win. If he absolutely lights it up, then you know, let's let's look further into that. But I would think he would have to kind of have the game of his life uh, to to make that a slam dunk for me. Yeah, I'm kind of with Matt there. I feel like uh, if he, I mean, he's gonna have, he'd have to come out and have like a four four and change and four touchdowns for me to to put him in the conversation. Yeah, because his first Super Bowl win was not a great day. No. no. I mean, and don't get me wrong. When push came to shove, and he needed to go down and score, he, you know, he threw it together, which Brady did in a few of his Super Bowls. Struggled for a while, and then was like, "Oh wait, I have to play." Yeah, but yeah. No, he did not have a great Super Bowl that first. I look at it from this standpoint. Uh, if you want to have the conversation about him being a top ten all time, then you need to listen to my conversation on why Josh Allen is Philip Rivers. And if you're not willing to listen to that conversation, <laughs> I'm not willing to listen to yours about Patrick Mahomes being a top ten quarterback. That yet is fair. It's it's too early, according to to credible sources. Uh, looking at you, student of the game, Kyle Nash, staring right at you, allegedly, right now. So, if you're not willing to listen to my conversation, then I'm not willing to listen to the Patrick Mahomes in the top ten conversation because I feel like it's too early. You tell um, me this, you tell me this six more years down the road, and he's got another Super Bowl on top of it, and he's sitting at three, and he's not really had a losing record, and he's kind of always been in the playoffs. Then we can cross that bridge. But if it's too early for one, it's too early for the other two. That's fair. Yeah. I think I'm at more hearing top 25 all time. Um, well, sure. I think, and maybe this is the, the, this is where you get the yes is if the chiefs win hall of like, is he already going to be a first ballot hall of famer? Cause I think that's maybe a different discussion. Well, the thing is, is when you're talking top, I mean, keep in mind my top 25 all time still has like a contingency to it. it it's like, it's still a small sample. I mean, I know he's done very well in this small sample, but if his career were to end at the end, like if he were to win one and walk away young, then I don't think he gets on even my 25 list. Okay. This is all based on him. It's on projections. Right. That's fair. Uh, You know, and, and, you know, with those projections, I don't think he has to win another one uh, for me to, you know, keep him there, but, but it's, it's all kind of based on him continuing that. And, and, you know, I think if, if he were to just kind of dry up or, you know, you know, you start to have things where, like, say he goes to cash in, a, you know, or he gets traded somehow or something happens on a different team. And then Andy winds up doing well with someone else. And you're like, oh, well, was it the system? You know, and then I don't know. It just kind of becomes this like uh, this argument. But it's based on, on him doing well. 
for a while. So next year when Andy Reid retires, if they win the Super Bowl and Eric Bieniemy takes over the team and he runs a shit offensive system and it's not as good as Andy Reid's and he finishes at like 500 and barely squeaks in the playoffs and we get that for the next four years, I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer because he has nope. two Super Bowl rings. I think it, it, the reality of the situation is, is it's all going to depend on what the next step is for him four and five years down the road because like you said, he gets washed up. Better yet, he does something stupid in the next three years. An interesting follow-up, and I know you're going to probably jump to Matt here. Matt can maybe answer this one. If Pat Mahomes, with his current career, and and you had a second Super Bowl ring, were a first-ballot Hall of Famer, is Eli Manning a first-ballot Hall of Famer? Um, As an Eagles fan, no, but I could be talked into Eli being ah, first-ballot. I don't don't even know that Eli Manning should be a Hall of Famer, period. I, I can see if two Super Bowl rings get Pat in, then by definition, yeah. that should push Eli. In. First ballot, I would say no, but I wouldn't. If he eventually got into the Hall of Fame, I wouldn't. Here's the thing I fully expect Eli Manning to get into the Hall of Fame. First right. off, he's a Manning. Second off, he won two Super Bowls. He's he, he, he was also he was also a two time Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, which That's is true. absurd, it, by the way. Uh, played, I, I agree. But I know, I'm but you're, yeah. Uh, facts, facts aside, but yeah, it, it's it's David Tyree should have been one of those for making the catch. Like anybody Mario can Manning throw up a prayer. Game yeah, yeah, but yeah. Eli Manning. People forget that the first half of that play, Eli Manning was about as athletic as he's ever been to get out well, of trouble. I mean, that's true. But uh, and still, in the second one, the throw to Manningham was all Eli Manning. Yeah, I'll give him the second one. The first one was not, but the, the second one I won. Um, the fact that he has a 500 career record is the whole thing. But if that's anyone but David time. Tyree, wouldn't they just catch it with two hands? Well, that's true too. Um, but uh, all right, let's <laughs> go. Had one. Let's go to the let's go to the other side of the argument that I'm sure will make Matt and Sean feel a little bit more comfortable that we're talking about it. Um, if uh, if the Eagles win, um, a lot gets talked about when when you talk about front offices and general managers and things like that. Um, but it's usually never in the positive. Usually it's when you're talking about stupid ownership and stupid GMs and people making poor decisions and Jerry Jones won't shut the fuck up, but that's a whole separate battle for a different day. More on that. Uh, more on that in the off season. Um, if the Eagles win based on where, where they were five years ago, and what's happened with the organization since then, and to put this team together and and to get a Super Bowl win this year, when you can argue that this team arrived early, like I, I don't think anybody uh, would with outside of the city limits of Philadelphia, uh, when you were sitting preseason, were like, yeah, this is definitely a Super Bowl team. You know what I mean, like. And it's it's not discrediting what they've done and who they are, but I, I don't I don't know that a lot of people would have put them here. But for this this front office to do what they've done, is this one of the best organizational managing jobs over a, a, a few year span that 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 has ever been? Matt will go to you first. Mike will get there. I see your you put. I was put, gonna say I was gonna say I was gonna let the Eagles fans just roll with this after. Uh... But we'll, we'll, we'll okay, Mike. Leave it, okay, lead us off, Mike. Then we'll let the Eagles fans go. I know because I was just gonna let them go because I don't want to interrupt them because they probably know <laughs> a little bit more about what their front office has done more than the Bengal fan. Um, all I ask is that if you win the Super Bowl, that there's a nice fruit basket <laughs> sent to Nashville, Tennessee, as a thank you gift for AJ Brown. 
because the hoodwinking shenanigans that you pulled to get him away from the goddamn Tennessee Titans. Ridiculous. That's what got this team here earlier than projected. Certainly helped put them over the top for sure. You went and got a number one wide receiver. I'd like to thank whoever compared their draft pick to A.J. Brown at the Combine, and (laughs) I'd like to thank that person. Yeah, send them a fruit basket. Send them something, a gift card to Amazon. I don't know. Send them something. Um, Honestly, maybe a little earlier than expected, but when you go get a guy like A.J. Brown, that puts you over the top. Um, It puts you in a spot where you should be contending for perennial top three in your conference every year kind of things, especially because of the weapons that you have with him. Um, So obviously big turnaround from the front office and whomever was able to get AJ Brown for a bag of Twinkies and a ball boy that hasn't seen the field in Tennessee since. uh, I mean, I think you have to say straight up uh, your front office just hoodwinked and shenanigans the entire league. All right, Matt, we'll go to you. Yeah, as, as a longtime believer in in Howie Roseman and what he brings to the the organization, not just well, I, I should say not in the draft because it, save for the past few years, he hasn't had the greatest track record in draft picks. But he's always been very good when it comes to managing the cap and keeping the the well pretty full when it comes to draft picks because he doesn't hit a lot of them. If you look at years past, the past couple of years he's he's had uh, some phenomenal drafts. And I think that goes to the cast that, excuse me, they've put around him. Um, so I would say winning a Super Bowl this year after doing a complete teardown and rebuild in the years of, of 2019, the 2019-2020 season where you had a what you thought was a franchise quarterback, you traded him away, you ate that that dead cap money, started fresh, uh, you know, and supported who the, the front office has always kind of been saying Jalen is our guy. So this year they went out and they they proved that he is our guy, gave him the weapons that he would needed, like Mike alluded to, bringing in his his best friend and one of the best wide receivers that was available in a trade at that time for, you know, what, what turned out to be a, a first-round pick that the Titans just absolutely shanked on. Um, and so I would say that, I would say that the front office deserves the the flowers that they're getting in, in terms of all the conversations because it wasn't so long ago that, that you heard Lewis Riddick on Monday Night Football campaigning that he should be the GM for, for the Eagles and that Howie Roseman was doing a terrible Don't! job because of the, the Carson Wentz situation. So, you know, the, the, the long play of that, how they were able to come out of that and get the team to where they are that quickly because we've seen teams lose a franchise quarterback and then just continue to take steps back. So I would say that the front office for the Eagles, as much as the players, as much as the coaching staff is deserving of the success and where they are. How about you, Sean? Well, yeah, I mean, this is a a front office, uh, you know, with Howie Roseman that's been, um, if nothing else, one of the most entertaining and aggressive uh, front offices for for a very long time. And and the, the team since Andy Reid era, uh, and even during it, um, you know, has all, I mean, there's been ebbs and flows. I mean, just like, you know, it's the way of the business now where, where, you know, uh, talent goes out, talent comes in, you know, as talent ages and, uh, they've just always found how he's always just kind of found a way and it's usually working draft picks and working. He just has, seems to have a really great sense of what teams are desperate, what teams are giving up, what teams are, um, panicking, 
Uh, and he seems to really kind of prey on that. And I don't know what his approach is in making trades and doing things like that. But when he gets a chance to turn one draft pick into three, he does it. And when he gets a chance to, you know, even if it's moving backwards and understanding that having that much draft capital is it's not impossible to move down to move farther up and those kind of things. And Andy Reid uh, and his organization, when he was there, uh, used to do a lot of that as well. But it was I, I think this particular team being ahead of schedule um, I think was just kind of a changing of the guard. You look at like two last year's draft, you know, the, the year before, I think you were able to get some talent there that you, you maybe didn't expect you were going to get. And, and it's a lot of credit to the coaching staff and the front office to be able to recognize that. And you go, you know what? The youth is here. And so they went out and it wasn't just getting veterans on offense like A.J. Brown. It was it was beefing up the defense with some leaders and making sure that like, you know, like people don't credit enough, like pick choosing the right offensive tackle. And we had about two or three guys that were like, well, which ones are here, you know, uh, you know, and being able to, to start building a team good enough that guys like Lane Johnson and Kelsey are like, you know what, maybe we won't retire yet. Like like this team feels close. Like they wouldn't have stayed if this team didn't feel close. Yeah. Uh, so. I think Lane Johnson would have walked two years ago if he thought it was a complete rebuild. There's no reason for him to keep playing, you know, half a season on one leg. <laughs> so, you know, he's, he's, he's proven enough, but to, to go out and then realize like, you know what, because people talk about the AJ Brown maneuver, like the draft before to, to make the move to jump the giants, to get Devonte Smith was probably just as integral in building the offense. You're looking um, Danny Dimes would kill for Devontae Smith right now. Devontae hey, you got Smith. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Who's now I mean, in Devontae Kansas City, Smith right? Smith is, is uh, an absolute stud. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, especially as a compliment, uh, as a pure route runner and, and just br- brilliant hands guy. And, you know, he's, he's I mean, it's, it's, an early, it's an early career, but his, his ability at the point of the catch for his size is, is absolutely unreal. And, um, and that kid's going to be good for a really long time and will probably be there even in the event that A.J. Brown isn't. But um, Yeah, it's like so a yeah, great I one. To, I think to jump on that and go get guys this draft and say, you know what, this team's – we're going to load now. Uh, I think that they get a lot of credit for that. Yeah, it's like that great one-two punch in Dallas of Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, you don't want to break things up. Yeah, why would, you, why would you break that up, right? Only, only an idiot, <laughs> only in a complete moron. And would, let's not forget, kids. Would break that, that up. Lose the Eagles have a top ten draft pick in, in the NFL pick. draft in the offseason. So. That is true. That is true. And that that kind of is just kind of what I alluded to earlier in terms of what Howie will do. Because, like Sean said, he's not afraid to trade back. And, and if you already have a second first round pick and the ability to to bring on more, especially with some of the the players on the defensive side of the ball likely leaving due to either contract or retirement, you know, being able to to reload what you already have with draft capital is, is imperative and how he has set that. Team oh, well, up with, that. with the draft capital they have their first day picks and even the, the large number of second day picks that they have, they fully have the ability. If they have a rookie, they want to go get, they can move up. If they want to, if they don't see anyone there, they can, and they think they can get a corner a few picks later, they can trade down. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's somebody that somebody on a roster somewhere that is screaming to get out. Um, it's not impossible to use some of those picks to go get another, uh, you know, couple year veteran that can just immediately plug in. So I mean, he, there's a lot of options. Gardner uh, Johnson for a sixth round pick from the Saints. So I mean, he he certainly does his homework and, and brings in the right people to fit with what they have. Which veteran doesn't want to be in their team anymore? Let's go with that. Let's play that game. Jalen Ramsey for like a fifth round draft pick. <laughs> Bring him in too. 
I mean, at this point, I mean, if you're just going to close your eyes and start picking things, I don't think there's very many anybody who's like mildly disgruntled uh, or any free agents. I don't think there's any out there that wouldn't want to play. This locker room looks fun. Sirianni looks fun uh, and and win or lose. I think I think the, the, the free agent signing day is going to be a pretty yeah i mean i i i've i've talked about it like you if you if you don't Somehow think have money. if you don't think that um you know like that locker room and and that coaching staff is um somebody players want to play for look at every every fan for every fan base that isn't philadelphia hates nick sirianni and Philadelphia loves Nick Sirianni. Well, that, that, that's all. Everybody hates true. Philadelphia, but Philadelphia loves Philadelphia. Well, right, but but I mean, like, I think there's I, been guys I, I, over oh, the years. I like, I'm, my like, point. So at the end of your point, push it back here. I, I remember my other Howie Roseman point. But like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think like Doug Peterson like didn't have a personality that like fans around the league were like, man, this guy is hateable. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't oh, think he's a any, nice guy. Exactly. Nick Sirianni would throw. D batteries at Santa Claus. Right, exactly. Like he <laughs> like, would be, let's be real here. He, he would is, be in the pit with Philly's fans, like Philly fans. Is, and he that's is, he is Philly as Philly is. I mean, Nick Sirianni throws batteries at Santa Claus. My first instinct is going to be, well, what did Santa do? Exactly. I, I mean, exactly. he's also one of the only coaches that's sitting there, like hyping up the crowd, like yeah, in yeah. the middle of like a of a cutaway, in the middle of like the NFC title game, up by thirty five. He's like staring at the camera intensely, like because he knows it's on him. It's like. Other coaches are gonna be like, "Dude, get that camera the hell out of my face!" Nick Sirianni, he, like, like, he lives it in, for it. He lives for it. Let's go. If you told me Nick Sirianni grew up in Fishtown, I would be like, "Yeah." <laughs> you know what? That tracks. <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> he he be- he bagged groceries at Acme at eleven. Like like <laughs> like he lied about his age so he could bag groceries at at uh, at Wawa or or at uh, Acme. Sean, what was your other point about Rosemary? Uh, I was building to this point and then I lost it, and then. <laughs> I think I was still on Marvin Lewis in the back of my head. It, ha- it happens. It happens um, at your age. We won't hold it but, against uh, you. Yeah, thanks. Um, but I, I think the most impressive Howie Roseman and Eagles front office, like the, the thing people forget is they're only a few years removed from throwing a ton of money into a franchise quarterback that seemingly didn't work out. We're able to unload said, said quarterback and somehow – are not only not in cap peril, but are actually ahead of half the league in cap space. And I and I and, and the ability to maneuver picks and trades and swaps and 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 contracts the way that they have, and kind of open up the ability to like use this rookie talent to like go sign big names, despite the money that they paid to Carson Wentz, who is only a few years off the roster, is absolutely one of the single best front office maneuvers that may have ever been pulled off yeah for sure you want you want to send a fruit basket to jim ursay too for that I mean, here you go uh yeah like you'll pay you'll pay how much of his contract yeah here's, here's uh, a fruit give, us, give us a first round pick too done and we're done like uh, holy crap man the amount of teams that have bought in post philadelphia to, dirt on everybody to Carson Wentz is just he is, has is more dirt insane. on the rest of the NFL. Howie Roseman has a network does. that rivals Adam Schefter's. <laughs> like he's just got a network of like minions that just are like, all right, who do you want us to find dirt on? 
I mean, literally, like literally he he is the John Heyman to Scott Boris, sending out an arson judge to the Giants tweet three 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 minutes later. Oh, sorry about that. Didn't mean to hit send. He's a Yankee for a bajillion dollars. It's like the exact same thing with it's like, the it's the Netflix. Oh, we didn't mean we. Ooh. No, we're not. We're not gonna do that. Don't. Well, you can share your passwords. Please don't leave. I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that was just a joke. We were just kidding around. April Fools comes early. Um. Uh. Last thing before we get to our actual predictions for the game um you know we we, we talked about Mahomes's legacy in the in the broad scheme if if the Chiefs win um you know and 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 not that he was a top five quarterback this year but with Tom Brady retiring I mean we're we're, we're in Aaron Rodgers he's going dark he's going to a dark room for the next two weeks to figure out what he's doing um I'm sure there won't be ayahuasca in an IV to to uh help him figure it out but the I feel like the the deck is getting uh, shuffled very much so in in terms of um, the the top quarterbacks in the league it, it, with a win here, especially if he if he performs well given the injury and all of that. Um, are you is and maybe he already is I don't know in your in your ranking, but is Jalen Hurts a top five quarterback going into twenty twenty three if if he wins this game and maybe even if they don't win, but that's the the storyline we're playing off of. Um, Mike, I'll start with you, and then we'll let the Eagles fans go. Um, so what I will say here is the absolute stone lowest that I would have him win or lose is seven. And that's the absolute lowest that I would have him. Um, and that's because if, if we're talking about his quarterback play in 2022, yeah, it's out of this world. But looking at 2023, you have to address what changes are made, what's different in the offense, things like that. I feel like this is too much of a hot button thing to press here. You know, you tell me that he loses two or three offensive linemen in the offseason and you're going to have a rookie and another guy and, you know, a piece that you're not used to. He's probably going to be in the, the six to seven, five, six, seven range. I mean, I feel like it's to me, it's it's Patrick, it's Josh Allen, it's insert. Hertz, Burrow, Herbert, Lamar, in some kind of order. I'm not saying that's my order. I'm just saying I feel like it's it's one, two, even though I don't know that Josh Allen should be a clear-cut number two, especially the way that he performed in the playoffs. But I think the way that the media will turn this is that it's a Patrick Mahomes and then everybody else and then Josh Allen and then everybody else. Um, I think you have to put him in that conversation. Like you have to put Burrow, you have to put – Herbert, you have to put Lamar, depending on where he ends up. Um, Aaron Rodgers, if he comes back, just because of the sheer athleticism of being able to make throws that other human beings cannot. Um, especially if maybe he gets reconnected with Devontae Adams in, in Las Vegas. Yeah. You know, they're, they're kind any of... any receiver. Yeah, <laughs> right. anyone with a pulse. Any receiver um, that can catch a football, that would help. So, I mean, I feel like in the way too early... 2023 quarterback rankings the absolute lowest that i could see him being is a six or seven like a win or lose and i mean that's him coming out and having a clanker and and them losing by 10 and him just sure. not looking great i still don't think he falls that much because i feel like after the top seven or eight i feel like there's a drop off to that middle of the pack like he's leaps and bounds better than 2022 russell wilson 
He's leaps and <laughs> There's bounds a lot of people than, who are leaps and bounds better than 2022 just, Russell Wilson. But I guarantee you when we have this conversation in August, there will be people that will have Russell Wilson in their top 10 because Sean Payton's the coach now, and yeah. he knows how to use great weapons. And it, it, it'll be some song and dance, even though he played like dog you shit. You dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, hot dog water is hot dog water. I mean, it is sure. what it is. So, sure. I mean, I, I feel like if he's not in your conversation to be a top five winner lose, I don't think you're looking at the stats the right way. So I think the lowest I would say that I could have him is six or seven. So, I mean, if if the lowest I have him is there, then he's definitely in the conversation to be in the top five winner lose. Sure. All right, Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I think he's there. Uh, Win or lose, like Mike said, there's, there's only a handful that, you know, if you're, if you're doing like a a fantasy draft or anything and you get to quarterbacks, who are you going to take above him? And then that's because of his ability to do things with his legs beyond just his ability to throw the football. So I think if he actually, you know, is leaned on to throw a little bit more in the Super Bowl and we see him make that, then it's kind of a no brainer. He's in the top five. If he struggles, then you can see him faltering a little bit, but I don't think outside of the top five, despite what, Chris Sims and Nick Wright will tell you it's not just the system and and you can't just put Mac Jones in the Eagles offense and see them get the same level of success. I think that he's kind of proven this season that he's not just capable of making the throws, but I think there was some hesitancy last year. He didn't really have the the receiving core that he had built that rapport with, that he had that trust with, you know, and, and who's to blame him? You know, Jalen Rager can only do so much, I guess. So now that you give him his best friend and say, here's your guy, let's see what you can do. And he shows you what he can do. I think that, that he has earned that, that top five status. I'll say, I'll say this, Sean, before you give yours, if, if you are making a top 10 or a top five list and you are using Chris Sims as a basis for your argument, didn't even have him in his top 40. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. And literally stop it because you could not be further from the target um, if you were shooting backwards. Um, Chris Sims is an idiot. Um, But, uh, Sean, your thoughts on on, um, Jalen Hurts? Well, my thoughts on Chris Sims is that you're you're pretty spot on there. (laughs) He's not in my top 40. Um, (laughs) But uh, as far as Jalen Hurts in the discussion, I mean, to not, like you said, to not have him like somewhat – you know, close it. And it's, the question is, should he be and will he be like, he should be in the top five, you know, and, and if you're saying, you know, Matt brought up, there's a difference between like fantasy quarterbacks and like best NFL quarterbacks. Josh Allen's probably for me at the top of both lists, but that's, that's just me. You can Philip Rivers me all you want, but um, Josh, Josh Allen is a athlete playing quarterback. He's not a quarterback playing quarterback. That's fine. He's really good at being that athlete playing quarterback. <laughs> he also, um, but he also, but he also can't win in the playoffs. He is Philip no, Rivers. That's pretty much. Pretty he is Philip Rivers. On, yeah, just the big game. Uh, and I think you're going to get a chance to see whether Jalen can. But um, yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts is in a situation that's pretty ideal for everything. Do do I 100% know that he would be just as successful in a different system? No, I don't know that. But he's not in a different system, so it's it's going to be one of those where, you know, you would have to you would have to probably pay me a lot of money to say, you know, because guy, there's guys that are going to get that recognition right away, like Lamar Jackson, who's going to immediately be a talk of like, oh, he's top three quarterback. I don't think Lamar Jackson belongs ahead of Jalen Hurts at all. I, I don't, not I don't right now. I, I don't, um, you know, Lamar Again, Jackson over not the past with the, two seasons not with the receiving has, cast he has. 
I mean, Lamar Jackson has, you know, four or five mediocre days in a row and then one outrageous 200-yard rushing day, 400-yard passing day to, like, pad the stats. But, um, you know, and maybe it's because it's the first time I've ever tried having him on a fantasy roster this season. And um, I, ne- I, I got to actually track his progress, and I'm like, by the end of it, I'm like, it's shown him as, like, QB, like, six or seven. I'm like, yeah, I'm losing games because of this guy. And then I look, and it's because – two weeks he put up 50 points and every other one's 15 and it's just like you know it's it's consistent mediocrity and jalen hurts is, is is not that guy right now jalen hurts is gonna he's gonna run from you know and to step up in the playoff games the way he has and actually you know he's using the run to set up the pass at times but he's doing it well and he's throwing accurate balls and he's not giving things away he's not making mistakes so yeah, I mean that five to eight range is a very realistic spot for him. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's gonna kill you up in Cincinnati. But if you if you were gonna tell me like, do you want Jalen Hurts in this system or Joe Burrow in that one? I'm gonna have a hard time not taking Jalen Hurts. That's fair. I mean, I think I think I think I think Jalen Hurts has to be in the discussion among the league's best. Like they. They are different quarterbacks. I know we talked. Um, uh, I know Matt. We talked on Student of the Game simulcast last week that um, Joe Burrow um, does things at the fundamental level, maybe better than anybody in the league right now, um, and and certainly better than better than his years. Um, so it, I guess it depends to that question what you what you want from your quarterback because I, I don't I don't know that fundamentally your traditional quarterback I, I think Burrow has that edge but but Hertz gives you you know maybe um, some different X factors so I think I it's think a, Burrow can make the throws that Jalen can't but I think that Jalen in his system is is put in that situation where he can choose to do otherwise if the throw that he doesn't feel comfortable taking isn't there whereas burrow probably isn't going to do that as much yeah yeah i think that's fair um jalen's been incredibly great all year at Mm -hmm. plan b plan c plan d like like working his progressions has been it's been night and day from last year to this year i'll tell you this i would take either of them over what i currently have in dallas so if that means anything. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, right, though. Jerry Jones is building for the future. Don't we worry. Yeah. get. We're going to get you – know, the Giants, not only are they probably going to extend uh, Danny Dimes in the offseason, the, Cowboy, the Cowboys is probably going to extend Dak Prescott this offseason. So we can only hope. We got that to look forward to. <laughs> um, all right. Let's 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 actually get to the predictions. We, we've worked our way through plenty of storylines uh, around the game itself. Um, but we looked at this Sunday again. Kickoff time, 6.30. Uh, this one is on Fox, I believe, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I well, like on TV. We know that. I figured that was the I, that was the one detail I forgot. I know that, that because Greg Olson is doing the call. Okay. Fox. All right. That's that's that yeah, that'll man. be fine. That'll be fine. Um, but uh, from State Farm Stadium, Glendale, Arizona, the Eagles again a one and a half point favorite at this point. Um, that may change. Uh, I haven't seen it move in a couple of days, so. Uh, maybe this one is locked in. I know the over/under number moved to half point from yesterday till today. It is currently sitting at fifty-one. Um, Mike, we'll start with you. What happens this Sunday? Jake Elliott from downtown <laughs> Phoenix. 
Eagles 27, Chiefs 24. They better grease the goddamn poles in Philly. <laughs> and they, they better they, start playing Dancing on My Own. Ev- evolution has, uh, you, you, the, the grease doesn't work. <laughs> the, the, it fucking rains. Then. The, the, not, the people of Philadelphia have evolved. Yeah. Um, Jake Elliott from downtown for the win. 52 yards. Walk it off, boys. Uh, Matt, go ahead. I don't know if my blood pressure can handle that. Finish. <laughs> that's why. That's why I did that. That's why I did that to you. If you're gonna win, it's not gonna be like we won 31 to 10. Nope, you're gonna sweat this bitch out. <laughs> I mean, I'll take a win, I guess, but uh, it'll take years <laughs> off my life. Um, I haven't picked against the birds all season, um, and I'm not gonna start now. So give me the Eagles uh, to cover the spread. It's pretty much a pick 'em. I think it started at what Eagles minus two and a half, now down to one and a half. So yeah. but I think the betters are kind of all over the place with this too. So I'll take the Eagles minus the the points. Uh, I'll take the over on that. I think we'll see a a little bit more in terms of a need for the offense. I know the Eagles defense has kind of been what's won them the the past two games so far. And I think the the offense is what's going to to come out and win this time. But that being said, I will give my Super Bowl MVP to Hassan Reddick on the defensive side. Yeah. Mike, who do you got for uh, MVP? Um, I think he said Jake Elliott. Would you would you just go <laughs> Elliott because he gets the game-winning uh, kick? No, because actually I think that this game is going to be one with the Jake Elliott, game. 27 on nine field goals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, two, Jesus. <laughs> two Miles Sanders touchdowns give him the MVP on the day. Wow. All right. All right. Wow. I like it. I guess whatever it takes, right? Wow. Uh, Sean, go ahead. Wow. Um. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do here, guys. Um, <laughs> look, I, I get it. I get talked to him, and whether it's the deli counter at Publix, whether it's at school, whether it's everywhere else, like, oh, man, well, they talk to me like, do you think you're going to win? And, and, and um, I don't know if I should be worried, but it's the first time I can remember going into a championship round with a city, with a team from Philadelphia, where I'm like, we should win because we're the better team. Like it's like I've, there's been so many times. Either the Phillies this year against the Astros. I'd say the the 08 Phillies is probably the last five time years I've ago. Like that. 08 Phillies. It was still like one of those like oh yeah, it's probably gonna be close. You know, like I just I don't um I don't really recall a time where like I was this confident that like when you take the top from the top to the bottom of the roster, uh, they have the edge at quarterback if Mahomes is healthy, and they clearly have the edge at tight end. But I don't know by how much. I mean, if Goddard was used in that same system at that kind of volume, he'd probably be just as effective. So I don't – beyond that, I, I mean, the defense is leaps and bounds better than Kansas City. And so I don't really see a reason why, you know, the Eagles shouldn't shouldn't win. Uh, and they're like, well – and they always end with, well, uh, hopefully it's a good game for you. I'm like, I don't want a good game. I'll take another one like last time. <laughs> just comfortable at halftime. I'm, I'm cool, you know. Um, but uh, – I'm going to go out on a, a bit of a limb here because I've been I've been saying it's going to be close. And I've been saying it's going to be close, and I just can't shake the feeling that it's not going to be. And and I think that um, the defense comes up and makes some plays. I think an injured Mahomes is going to get rattled with that pass rush. There's just four hungry dogs coming at you at any given time. Um, and Hassan Reddick's playing out of his mind, not to mention Gardner Johnson should be back in that second. Like, even if you escape that rush and kind of make a move, like – that secondary Bradbury, what a signing that was. Um, I, I just think Mahomes, it's hard to say with the, with the teams Mahomes has played. I don't think he's seen a defense this good. 
And um, I'm going to go out and say Eagles 34, Chiefs 20. Joe Buck yourself. I was between 17 and 24, so I split the difference. <laughs> um, 14 points. Yeah, look, um, I'm not. Is that an over and under? 34, 20? That'd be an over. an over. That'd be an over. Yeah, I think I think if you're going to bet on this game at all, I think over is the smart play because I, I, I think it is, despite what what my brother says, uh, I think this game is a little going to be a little too close to. Jalen Hurts throws for three, runs for one, MVP. <sighs> Gross. Um, I'm not I'm not going to pick the Eagles. I can't. Like, and I've been thinking Jackson about. Throws for two, runs for one. Because I've been thinking about it, I'm like, okay, do I try like the reverse jinx thing? But that hasn't worked in the playoffs. I think if I when I've picked against the Chiefs, they won. But I'm like, I can't bring myself to pick the Eagles, so I'm not going. I'd like to, to remind you that five years ago, I predicted um, a Trey Burton passing touchdown in the Super Bowl. I'd like to remind you, you can shut the hell up when I'm talking. I, I predicted a split. Now, given I I said he would have two touchdowns, you did one receiving one passing, but I did predict a passing touchdown. For Trey Burton, that is on the arc. I thought I I used up all my reverse jinx mojo on the the TCU Michigan game, but then I got it right back with that San Fran Dallas one. (laughs) That is a disgusting act. Um, yeah, I think this game is going to be close. Um, I'm probably going to want to throw up as much as fans of these teams are, because I I don't know if I can go through this again. Um. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Kansas City. I'm gonna go Kansas City. Um, I'll go 31-28 because that'll you know that'll definitely hit the over. Um, I think it is. I like. I do. I do think it's gonna be a close game because I think. Um, well, it's scripted, so it has to be. Well, of course. Right. I mean, Aaron, you know, why would Arian Foster lie about that? Um, but uh, yeah, I think the the experience, the the X factors of of. Mahomes and and Kelsey are are going to just be that that little bit extra that they need um to uh to get the win. Uh Devin uh, and my uh my MVP will be Mahomes. Yeah, I'm not you know I'm not, I'm not going to go that easy. I'll go Kelsey, which I guess is probably just as easy. Um they are getting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire back for the game. You could you could take that would uh, betting him for MVP. The odds on that have to be astounding. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that in a couple seconds because I think um, yeah I think they that was one of the uh, I think that was one of the odds that I had pulled uh, to to look at uh, the betting odds. But Devin says he's going with the Eagles um, and he's going to take the over uh, as well. Like I said, yeah, I think over is the the smart play if you're gonna if you're gonna put um, if you're gonna put any money anywhere near this game. I think over is the smart play because. Um, I think that the teams are – they are going to score. Like these Devin, are, Devin's also hoping that we don't destroy Philadelphia. He does hope that. Win, win, we destroy it. Lose. Probably no destroy it. Probably like, I think I think your your odds of destruction are just, just as good either way. Just get the SWAT team ready now. Yeah, just just get it ready. National Guard is getting, getting equipped. Win, lose, somehow They're tie. Good. City's getting destroyed. Whatever. But uh, let's look at some prop take bets. down the traffic lights. Just take them down. <laughs> Having no traffic lights is less dangerous. You know what? Better, better prop bet. If they, if the Chiefs get an extra down at some point in this game, like they did in the Cincinnati game, 
will Philly riot win or lose before the game is over? Oh, my God. (laughs) I wouldn't want to be on that officiating. I would know who got witness protection. They're moving out of the country. Like, just brutal. Uh, Brutal. Um, Some of the props they did – I like this one. Like they have, they have like the different point spreads. Um, like Eagles by one to six is plus three hundred. Chiefs by one to six plus three twenty. Um, it expands obviously as it goes up. Eagles uh, by thirty one to thirty six is plus forty five hundred. Uh, Chiefs for the same is plus five thousand. What's plus fourteen? Um, Eagles uh, thirteen to eighteen is plus seven fifty. That's not bad. Um, Chiefs by the same margin is plus nine hundred. Eagles, Eagles or Chiefs by thir- forty three or more is plus ten thousand. I'm, I'm all in. Bet on that. Eagles, <laughs> Eagles by forty five. Just put it in. Um, first score method field goal is plus one fifty five. Touchdown is minus two ten. Any other is plus four thousand. Ooh, safety. Let's go. Right, and it can happen. Um, so if you're in those block pools, like like I remember, I remember the year that that happened in the the Broncos Panthers one, and everybody's uh, everybody's Super Bowl grid just went to hell in the in the first first play of the game. Light it on I want five. a nine. Do I want a nine? I want a nine and a five. <laughs> uh, five team to score nine. first. Both teams are minus one fifteen. Uh, highest scoring half. First half is minus 115, second half minus 110. Both halves the same is plus 2,000. Um, Interesting. First first score of the game, exact outcome. Eagles touchdown plus 170. Chiefs touchdown plus 190. Eagles uh, or Chiefs field goal is plus 390. Eagles or Chiefs any other score is plus 5,000. Um, will the game go to overtime? Yes, is plus nine hundred. No, is minus twenty nine hundred. <laughs> oh, definitely going to overtime now. Fuck this, Let's right? Script this motherfucker, right? It's all scripted. Well, that would help your Jake Elliott field goal. Ah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Um, color of Gatorade poured on the Ooh, winning coach. Uh, orange is plus three fifty. Uh, yellow slash lime slash green is. That's the one. Uh, plus 400. Uh, blue is plus 400. Red plus 450. Clear or just plain water is plus there's, 500. I feel like there's only two colors to bet here. Green if green, you're betting from Philadelphia or, or, or red if you're betting yeah. on Kansas City. Because if you dump another color on your coach, you're a moron. Yeah. Uh, purple is plus 750. They get it ready separately because there's always like an equipment manager like, oh, the Gatorade's ready. Yeah, you, know, you see it on the side of the Gatorade's ready if you're ready. You know, none is uh, plus one thousand, and there has been a couple. I think most recently, I want to say uh, the Ravens with Harbaugh. There wasn't there wasn't a Gatorade. Probably like a hard rule. Probably hard. He's don't like, don't do it. I don't want my hair getting messed up. Just don't like, do it. Um, some of the ones on the national anthem. How long would the national anthem uh, be? This is uh, performed by Chris Stapleton. Over, Over two minutes and two seconds is. Uh, minus one thirty-five under two minutes and two seconds is plus one hundred five. Uh, is I, that for, is that is that from the opening guitar riff or is that from O? I think it's from when the first note or word is sung, like whatever because, whatever starts a, the song itself. There will be a solid five second guitar at some point. He's oh, a for sure. It's Chris, Chris Stapleton, Stapleton, country artist. There's, country artist. There will be a solid. 
like there are the I solid. I want to bet it, but I always try. To, there I always will be just a assume, solid guitar riff before. I always that, assume so. the person singing it has bet it. Yeah. <laughs> um, they rehearsed it. Yeah. Will a word be forgotten or omitted in the national anthem? Yes, plus four fifty. No, minus seven seventy five. That's ridiculous. I know that's so dumb. Because like usually it's recorded. So why would you? At least as far as I'm aware, it's recorded. Um, that would have to be your best take. Would be with one mistake. You're like I guess this is fine. Yeah, we'll just we'll we'll run with it. Nobody's gonna know. Nobody's gonna know. Um, it's at home of the grave. Just go with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, who will be shown first during the national anthem? Uh, a Chiefs player or staff minus one sixty five. Eagles player or staff plus one twenty five. Um, this one. Reed. When now when you're hey, talking. Can I can I just bet on Patrick Mahomes because the camera? Well, they they have they have some is separate. Kelsey's mom a, a, a possible bet? Not that I saw, but they have <laughs> they have some like separate ones for like separate players. So like between Mahomes and and Hertz, uh, Mahomes is minus one twenty five. Hertz is one oh five. Well, like who's My, shown the most or who's shown who's first shown with? first out of like those uh, two all, guys? That's definitely Patrick Mahomes because there'll be a camera. Even, I would not bet. stuck on his prostate from the time he walks into fucking. <laughs> Phoenix. Sound a little upset, Mike. Are you upset? You okay? No, I just here's the thing. I like Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback. The problem is you guys are forgetting there's a really good quarterback on the other side. Like the media is literally like it's the Patrick Mahomes show and everybody else is just invited. Like I get it, he's a great quarterback, but you know, there is another team playing here. Like Andy Reid is a storyline. The Kelsey brothers are a storyline. Like it doesn't have to be Patrick Levon Mahomes with the ankle injury. Like I get it. It's the cute thing to talk about because he's coming off an injury, but like there are other storylines that are just as important. He doesn't have to be the only person you show on camera. And I know that's what they're going to do because he, they want him to be the face of the, of, of the league. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, who'll be shown first Travis Kelsey or AJ Brown, Kelsey minus one eighty. AJ Brown plus one thirty five. Uh, in terms of coaches, Andy Reid is minus one thirty. Nick Sirianni is even um, for that one. Is that during the anthem or just at all during the coverage? Uh, during that's during the anthem. Those were all okay. during the anthem. So I was going to say, I feel like Andy Reid. They'll show him walking in with a with a cheesesteak before the game starts, like three times. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, Devin, I'm I'm certainly happy that uh, that there was not a lot of uh, media coverage around Mahomes's. Uh, douchey family for sure, and I think the city's gonna be fine. The city survived the first Eagles Super Bowl. I think they would survive the second. Yeah, no, everybody's one. pretty tame. It was all like, just like that chip on the shoulder just vanished, and everybody was like, "Oh, yeah." Man. I mean, like there, you know, there's gonna yeah, be some like, cars overturned. There's gonna be a lot of trash. There's somewhere. gonna be some fires. More but, at the parade than anything. But yeah, I think overall the the city will be fine. Um, halftime show. Uh, first what will be the first song Rihanna sings. Don't Stop the Music, plus 300. Diamonds, plus 500. Uh, what's My Name, plus 500. Stay or Umbrella is plus 600. Umbrella's getting tossed in the middle. <laughs> she's uh, not playing Stay at all. That's she's, not, she's not playing Umbrella right. because Chris Brown might show up. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey-oh. Uh-oh. Um, Lift Me Up or We Found Love is plus 700. Uh, Where Have You Been is plus 800. Higher Needed Me or Work is plus 1500. Uh, Rude Boy plus 1600. Hate That I Love You is plus 2000. Unfaithful is plus 2500. 
half of these songs are like slow love ballads. I didn't yeah, know just, that we. You just spoke Japanese to me. I have no idea. What you said. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I, um... I, I didn't know that we were going to a love ballad in the middle of the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I suppose it, suppose it can happen. But hey, fellas, I got I got to run. I got to get out of here. I um, I just want to say, uh, go birds. I hope my prediction's right. I hope I undershot the difference. Um, and don't you worry about that lack of experience. Don't forget that as far as the young guys go here. Uh, your Jalen Hurts of the world. We got a couple Georgia Bulldogs on this roster. We got the Devontae Smiths. A lot of this youth has played in games equally as big their whole lives. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, talent that's been successful at a lot of different levels. And we have a lot of veterans that have been eager to get to this point and have not been able to to this point. And I, I, I think that that sometimes usurps that. Uh, kind of inexperience. So I think we're just fine. Sirianni's confident. He's angry at Andy Reid. I, I, there's e every reason for us to come out firing. So um, everybody can find me uh, at at Seanshine State if they want to uh, follow me or anything. Uh, but I really don't tweet, so I'm not a very exciting follow. So um, <laughs> just follow me anyway because I'm great. And uh, otherwise, uh, you fellas enjoy the game, all right? All right, Sean. I was glad having you on, and uh, we'll talk to you later, man. Go Birds. Peace out. Go Birds. All right, so uh, thanks, for Sean, for jumping in there. And uh, we'll keep working our way down through some of these other uh, these other uh, prop bets. Uh, Halftime show ratings, uh, 101 million or under is minus 105. Over 101 million is plus 125. Um, let's see here. Who are the Super Bowl MVP mentioned uh, first in his speech? Teammates minus 135. God plus 150. City plus 900. Family or family members plus twelve hundred, coach plus fifteen hundred, owner plus three thousand. Does not I'll mention, take, does I'll not take city for six hundred dollars. <laughs> uh, does not mention any of the above plus sixteen hundred. Right. Uh, I mean, I feel like if anybody from Philly wins, they're like Philly. This is for you. Yeah, I, I feel, feel like, like you go city first. Solid run there. You go city first. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel like Patrick Mahomes is gonna be like Kansas City. Mm. This is. Free. I don't know if it's Jalen Hurts. God might win that one. True. God True. might win. God might win with with Hurts. Probably Hold a couple on. others. Is there is there a is there a way that someone could pick themselves like third person? Because I can see it right now. AJ yeah, I mean Brown that would be MVP, does not mention like, any of the above. Okay, so that'd be. Plus. I can see it right now. AJ Brown like I like to thank myself. <laughs> I'd like to thank my hands for being great. <laughs> Like like Tennessee first. I'd like to thank myself for getting the fuck out of Tennessee. Thanks to the owner of Tennessee for trading <laughs> yeah. me to a winning franchise. I'd like to thank uh, former teammate Ryan Tannehill for sucking wind long enough for me to get the <laughs> hell out of there. Uh, a couple more here. Will there be a score in the first minute of the game? Uh, yes, is plus 600. No, minus 1,200. Uh, will, e will either kicker hit the upright or crossbar on a missed field goal or extra point? Yes. Uh, yes is plus 350. No is minus 550. Yes. Um, well, you, well, yeah, you don't have Brett Maher who would, wouldn't even hit the end zone. <laughs> um, did you see him? Like he was at the pro bowl games and was still having problems. Get this man away from anything related to Dallas, please. Um, Get him away from football for a couple good weeks. Good Lord. Uh, I, Jerry Jones, uh, of all the dumb things that he says, he did at least say that they are starting over at the kicking kicker position. I'm like, good. Because you literally, you you couldn't, you could actually have no kicker and get better. Um, result of the first coach's challenge play stands is at even play overturned is minus 130. Uh, throwing it back to the Niners Ravens Super Bowl a few years ago, will the power go out during this Super Bowl? <laughs> uh, yes is plus 1600. No is minus 15,000. 
They're not they're not in New Orleans, trust me. I've been to New Orleans a couple times. It's really easy for the power to go out there. Um will single will the single team record of fifty five points be broken? Yes is plus eight fifty. No is minus twenty five hundred. Um, if it is something horribly went wrong for somebody. Here's 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 some fun ones. How many beers will be sold at State Farm Stadium? Over. This is just yeah. Um a hundred people spend all their money on the tickets. Right. <laughs> uh hundred and twenty thousand beers or under is plus one oh five. Over hundred and twenty thousand beers is minus one thirty. How are you keeping track of that? Like, I mean, I guess I guess you just count how many you have left in the stadium after. Uh um, no, no, the sales. Sales. It'll just be you, uh, that's true. Yeah. Uh how many hot dogs craft. will be sold at State Farm Stadium? Uh, 17,000 or under is minus 140 over 17,000, uh, is minus 110. I feel like the under is the safe bet there. I feel like, uh, there's more food to eat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Beers. I might go over pizza, chicken tenders. Like there's different things like beer is just very basic. Cause you know, you can drink a Bud Light. I can drink a Corona. It goes as a beer. Exactly. And and the thing with like a hot dog is like, if, if it's like, if it's uh, if it's not like a dollar dog night, or if I'm not at a baseball stadium, like I'm not getting a hot dog at a sporting I've event. I've been to the last twelve out of the last thirteen WrestleManias, all of them at football arenas, all of them selling hot dogs. Zero hot dogs consumed yeah. at WrestleMania. Yeah, like I would, I'm I'm gonna get something else to eat at a at a sporting event. Yeah, all right, give me a give me a pizza. And uh, lastly, who will win Super Bowl MVP from the Eagles? Uh, Jalen Hurts is plus 125, A.J. Brown uh, plus 1,600, Devontae Smith plus 2,800, Hassan Reddick, uh, Miles Sanders also at plus 2,800, uh, Dallas Goddard plus 6,500, and Darius Slay is plus 8,000. Um, and for the Chiefs, um, Holmes is plus 135, Travis Kelsey is plus 1,200, uh, Chris Jones and Isaiah Pacheco is plus 5,000. Plachenko. <laughs> Uh, Isaiah Plinko, um, <laughs> Jarek McKinnon is, uh, plus 6,000, um, Valdez Scandling is plus 7,000. Yeah. <laughs> any, any of the McKinnon Scandling at plus 7,000 or, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster at, uh, plus 7,500. Uh, if you're going to bet any of them, I'd like to sell you some oceanfront property in Omaha, Omaha Nebraska. Washington. Yeah. I got a great <laughs> beachfront property in Omaha. That yeah. I'm willing to part with, yeah, for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, um, please feel free to come to our uh, our, our uh, open house. Yeah, <laughs> it's so bad. Um, yeah, just uh, just brutal ones, but there's always some fun ones there. Um, is do you is there a line for C.J. Gardner Johnson to win MVP? Not that I saw, because I truly feel that if him or, or Slay pick Mahomes and run it back. And they win. I think they win it like almost no matter what. Like a defensive score of any stature probably wins that person the award. Yeah, it's fair. So I was, I was just, I was just wondering if, if there was anything on anybody else from the secondary. Obviously, if if this was like them playing like a solidified number one wide receiver, like if you knew Slay was going up against Stefan Diggs, like you could see where that would be. Oh, he has a legit legit chance of running one back, but. With Mahomes basically throwing it to anybody wearing a red helmet, I mean, I don't necessarily know that he's going to be lined up on a certain individual the entire time. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't see anything. The site that I pulled these from 
uh didn't have any any others besides these um but really guys that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up uh, as far as i'm concerned do either of you have anything else to add uh going towards uh the big game on sunday all right uh mikey b let them know where they can follow you and everything that you're doing and we're gonna get out of here hell yeah uh you can follow me on twitter uh at they call me burn b-e-r-n last four letters uh you can listen to me do the five for fighting podcast on huddle up incorporated uh right here on this feed every uh every week we talk about the national hockey league just wrapped up the all-star game jim's gonna get that one up hopefully uh today or tomorrow so it'll it'll post uh it'll post sometime tomorrow so check that out in the feed after you listen to this if you haven't already um also you can listen to me uh talk about wrestling on the take three wrestling podcast myself jim and our good friend joe lopez um obviously uh we talked about it at the beginning Ernest stepping away uh Ernest is a valuable part of that show we're gonna miss him uh, but we're going to trudge on until uh, he's able to make a return at 100%. So we'll get through that on Thursday without him. Uh, also, me and Joe do a fun ECW, WWE, ECW rewatch um, from Adam Lee to Zombie, a WWE, ECW watch along. You can find that on any of your major podcast feeds. Uh, guys, it was a lot of fun tonight. I'm upset that student of the game Kyle Nash is not here. So Kyle, whenever you hear this, um, I know Andy Reid gave you an answer about what his favorite cheesesteak was or... You were just too scared to ask him. Whichever one, I'm okay with. Just don't lie to your friends. <laughs> uh, Enjoy very, the game, guys. We'll see you soon. Very good. Matt, how about you? If you can follow me. It's at Teaching to the Choir across all platforms. Um, try to stay pretty quiet during the games just because a lot of uh, other Eagles fans annoy me when I'm on Twitter. So I, I don't tweet a ton during the game. But otherwise, you can follow me on there. Um, Starting in a few weeks, the pitch will be coming to the Huddle Up Incorporated Network, where we talk all things soccer and baseball. That would be MLS Premier League. I'm going to start diving into some other leagues as well. So if there's specific coverage you're looking for, let me know. Unless it is uh, La Liga, I refuse to watch it. <laughs> all right, we are looking forward. To, we are looking forward to that, Devin. Thanks for uh, checking in with us and everybody else. Uh, that checked in with us throughout the broadcast. We certainly do appreciate that. We hope you enjoy uh, the big game, no matter who you're rooting for and, and whatever the outcome uh, may be. We will uh, we will certainly um, wrap it all up next week. It'll be our last live show of the season. Hard to believe that we are at uh, that point of the year. But uh, we, uh, we certainly have made it. There will be an off-season program. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, when we uh, do go live next week to wrap up the entire season. But until then, make sure you are subscribed to the show on all podcast platforms. If uh, whatever platform you follow us on and subscribe to us on gives the option to rate and review, please do that. That'll help us grow the show. Um, you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. We would certainly appreciate that. This year's off-season program uh, will be on the uh, on the YouTube as well. Um, so make sure you do not miss that. Get our merchandise over at tpublic.com. Uh, and make sure you are following us on all of our social media at uh, Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. And until next week, we hope you uh, stay safe, stay smart, and as always, go for the win. <laughs>